In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God, and may the Lord bestow upon us His grace and His blessing, now and ever into the age of all ages. Amen. As we heard from the first Sunday, the great fast uh, for our salvation, uh, do not worry about <clears throat> several things. This gospel reading is known as the gospel of the treasures, in which that the Lord, uh, in the Sermon on the Mount provides the important instruction for us how that we live our life. And he compares the Christians to the Gentiles, those people who are not Christian, and what they seek after and how they live. Primarily, he says, do not worry about your life, do not worry about what you will eat, do not worry about what you will drink, do not worry about the clothes that you put on or the possessions that you have, whether you sow <clears throat> or reap. And in fact, we see that life in general can be full of worries, even from an infant, from very young age, which will cry if it is not properly fed or not properly cared for, and may even have a worry or concern about being loved and being cared for, which can grow for many years afterwards into different problems. Or a child who sometimes may worry about his freedom, his fun, his, uh, and how to enjoy uh, in his life. At later age, we may worry about friendships, may worry about education, may worry about the scores that we will get, and if we will get into a certain school or certain college. Then after we get into those schools, maybe people will worry about their career, who will they marry, if they will marry. And then afterwards, they'll worry about finances and how that we can get the proper job uh, to continue and persist in, in our marriage, that we worry about the children and what schools that they will go into, and then afterwards the cycle will repeat. <clears throat> and maybe later we worry about our health, about our diet, about uh, longevity, about disease. <clears throat> and then um, in the future, someone may spend the end of their life worrying about death and then their legacy. Life can be full of worry. But the Lord, in this time, He gives us a very special uh, instruction so that we don't enter into this stage of life. In fact, one of the greatest problems that doctors, physicians, and psychologists say that is related to worry and anxiety, 40 million or so, maybe they'll expect the problems uh, the, being the majority now. As the scripture says, anxiety brings a premature old age. And it also says that anxiety in the heart of the man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. So the Lord advises us in many ways not to worry. Worry is unproductive, as the Lord says. Nobody can grow and be taller because of worry. It's not effective on the, on the opposite. It can be very destructive. The Lord also says in Gospel according to St. Luke, Do not seek what you would eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind, for all these things the nations seek after. To have a mind in, that is programmed, in a sense, for these things, causes it to be distracted and causes it to stray from the truth. The problem these days is not necessarily the high cost of living, but living uh, the the cost of a high living, or how that we have uh, tend to worry about what we value, and sometimes we value the wrong things, 
or as the parable says that we can be choked with the cares, riches, and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity. This gospel is properly placed by the church, fittingly placed in this uh, time, so that while we begin fasting and that we have changed a lot of our lifestyle, that not just we change what we eat and drink, but also how we look at food and drink, how we look at life in general. And uh, it needs uh, time for us even to think. The time of silence, the time of retreat is essential in the fast, not just for the monks and the nuns and the priests, but for all of us to have some time to really sit and evaluate things, no matter what our age is. That as we heard in the Gospel um, last week, we have uh, to shut the door and pray to the Father who is in secret. So that, <clears throat> as the spiritual elder says, that we quiet our mouth so our heart may speak, and then we quiet our heart so that God may speak. Um, to know ourself and who we are and who we are not. As St. Gregory of Nyssa says, that when we do this, if we're able to sit with ourself, it will save a lot from self-delusion, where people have the wrong image about themselves, whether too low or too high. So how that we also can meditate on the good things. The Lord Jesus Christ in this gospel says, look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. So they are growing uh, by the grace and power of God. And so the Lord asks us to look at the lilies to compare our life with them. Sometimes we worry because we feel that God may not be taking care of us as we think should be. May not be giving us what we feel that we need or deserve. May not be protecting us in the way that we want. And as a result, may lead to a very uh, great problem in how that we love and understand God's love for us. That's why he says, when you look at the lilies, we look at the world that God created. And part of our time in this, uh, this fast is also to appreciate God's creation. As I was driving today, we look at the mountains and you see how beautiful that they are. Or may, you may look at the, uh, see how it's different this year because of all of the storms and all of the problems and all the cold weather which we're not used to. But God creates good out of difficulty. And that when we meditate and look at the creation, we also understand about ourselves. We understand how God created us beautifully, how He takes us maybe through different challenges, but in the end it's also for the glory of God and for us. <clears throat> That's why the Lord says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. As St. Anthony says, if someone wants to find God, one way to find God is to look at the beauty of creation, to look at the world that he created, and someone can find and discover God through this. The second uh, way also is looking within the soul, that we will also find God within, because he said the kingdom of God is within you, and we've been blessed, we received the Holy Spirit in the time of baptism. One way we can know God is within ourselves, 
it needs time, it needs focus. And in these days, we find very little time and very difficult time to focus. And the more that we are in this generation, we feel it more and more difficult. And it needs us to fight for this time and to fight for focus. If we're able to maintain this, then the mysteries, the holy things which God has provided for his saints will be available to us. But the more we are distracted, the more that we are not focused, and that we don't have the time to sit with our Creator and to sit with ourselves, it will be, we will be in a dangerous state. The second way that we uh, can avoid the worry and anxiety and problems of this life is to put boundaries. Put boundaries so that someone may see a concern. There are people who live in so much worry there is no problem with them. They have to look at the news to find something to worry about. And then, that's as if it's not enough, they have to go and tell all the people around about what to worry about. Because if they're happy and they're pa pa patient and they're loving, they want to change this order and make it this order. And in some way, they'll feel a little, little bit better. But our life is the opposite. God created us with so that we will have strong faith and trust in Him. And that while we are seeking and we acknowledge all of the troubles of life, because every day in this, and, uh, with this world, there is much to be concerned about. But when the faithful are committed to prayer, and as you are fasting, so we know we are empowered to do change in the world and to work this change. That's why the Lord said in the book of Isaiah, Fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you, and I will hold you by my righteous right hand. So God just doesn't say, don't worry about all of these things. He said, I am with you, and with my hand, I will sustain you and give you victory over these things. Sometimes we lose sight because we focus so much on the problems that we lose sight of the power of God. And this uh, was uh, precisely the problem of St. Peter when he was falling in the waves. He was focused so much on the storm that he began to sink. When he's focused on the Lord Jesus Christ, he was walking on water. And it's the same Peter, the same Christ, the same storm. But the difference was his focus. Where is his focus? The more that we look at the problems deeply, the more we will find ourselves sinking into the problem. And the more that we focus on the Lord, we'll find ourselves walking above the storm. That is the difference between the saint who is walking in the scripture and another Christian who is struggling. And St. Peter gives us this example. Someone <clears throat> will say to uh, others they say God I have a, a big problem and this is the prayer God I have a big problem and there's other people that tell the problem I have a big God that instead of focusing on the worries we focus on the power the love and the care of God it sounds very simple but come to apply it it needs a lot of work especially if we have lived many years focusing on from one problem to the next problem. <clears throat> the other thing, as mentioned, how to seek ye first the kingdom of God. 
how do we give priority to God in our life? You give priority to God in your day every morning when you come and you pray and you offer to God your prayers in the Igbeya, in your reading in the scripture, in your uh, matanyas that you're offering for the salvation of your family and of the world. But also in the beginning of the week, as you came faithfully today, we give priority to God in the beginning of our week. In the beginning uh, also of the year, <clears throat> we give special time for God. And even this fast, as this year is coming very early, uh, that we give also priority to uh, God in all of these things. But how do we give priority to God in our work, in our school, in our labor, in the, in the rest of uh, the things that be belong to Him? <clears throat> Even in the church, you notice that on the day that we partake of the Eucharist, we give God the priority, even the first thing that will enter into our body, to be the holy body and the precious blood, and anything else can come after. <clears throat> In our mind, though, is the kingdom at the same priority? If I were to count all of the thoughts that you have in the day, and all of the discussions that you had in the week, all the conversations that you have. And we see how much of it is concerning uh, work and school and the needs, how much of it is concerning the kingdom of God, and how many other things is just speaking about idle things or etc., the miscellaneous. How much really do we give God the priority? I know some people in a conversation when it's going in one direction, they bring something about prayer and about the kingdom, so they guide it back. into the, the, Because their, their mind and their life truly is set on the kingdom. <clears throat> I know some people after the conversation and as we are greeting, by, before they leave, they have to ask for their salvation. Pray for me and my salvation and for my family. And sometimes I'm so uh, encouraged because a person like this, who is seeking his salvation and his families, will attain and achieve. We, when we get distracted by many other things, that's when we make uh, many mistakes in our life. <clears throat> Another way that we focus on the kingdom is how that we live a life of submission. And sometimes uh, we fight against the will of God. Sometimes we know what God wants us to do, but we continue to walk in a different way. And it is, we are uh, a little bit uh, uneasy. <clears throat> and the more that we know that we should do something, the more that we fight against it. But when we eventually accept what God wants for us, and even though it could be painful, it's very difficult, it requires a lot of sacrifice, usually that is the case, then there is a peace that rules over our heart. Speaking with someone the other day, they spent a few years fighting, but then after accepting the will of God, they say, but you are at peace, yes, I'm at peace, but I know it's difficult, and I, I may uh, uh, cry and weep how it is difficult to accept, but the minute that I accept, the peace is more powerful than the worry and the concern. And God provides that person, once we accept his will, 
and submit to His will all of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. We have joy, we have peace, we have fruit, we have love, we have concern for other people. But the more we are rejecting what God wants from us, the more those things seem distant. How do we submit in our life one decision after the next to the work of God? How that every day when we wake up, we pray for God to guide us with His Holy Spirit so that wherever we go, what we do, what we say, and the things that we hear are guided by Him and for Him. This is how we give God the priority. <clears throat> and that through prayer, as St. Augustine says, that we pray as if everything depends on God and work as if everything depends on us. We're always praying for the kingdom and we know that God will work and whatever He puts for us to do, that we will do for this. So when we reach in the anaphora and the priest will say, lift up your hearts, that we always lift up our hearts for God to change and correct. If we are unable to submit, God, let us to submit to your will. If we are afraid of things, God, take away the fear from my heart and put in me faith and trust for you. If someone <clears throat> is angry at someone else, we say, take out the anger and the bitterness and put in patience and love. Put in kindness and meekness so that I can bear your image wherever I go. The Lord said, where your treasure is, <clears throat> your heart will be also. So our heart must be always treasuring the kingdom and all the other things will pass. That's why St. Augustine said, I sat on the summit of the world, I sat on the top of the world, and when I felt within that I did not desire anything else or fear anything else. And he said, this is what it meant to be true Christian. That yes, I feel that I don't desire or need or care for anything except for the kingdom of God. And when I seek the kingdom, as the Lord said, everything else will be added to you. May the Lord richly bless us and give us the means so that we can attain his kingdom and that we can walk joyfully and fruitfully in this way throughout, throughout the way into his kingdom by his mighty right hand. Glory be to him now and ever into the age of all ages.